Systems work, people fail. Welcome to InsureMark's Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Vice President Jeremy Hauser, where we share proven systems and processes for the 21st century advisor. Today, it's essential that advisors find a way to differentiate themselves from the competition. Learn how to elevate your game and accomplish incredible feats as Jeremy teaches you how to build a more successful and sustainable business while realizing a better work-life balance is not only possible, but achievable. It is that time of year again. Fourth quarter is upon us and boy, are we excited. This fourth quarter is going to be huge for my advisors. Welcome to this week's episode of the Advisor Mentorship Podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Hauser, and I wanted to bring on a friend and partner of ours here at InsureMark who will be joining me also this week in Cabo. And also we will have a special guest as my wife will be joining us in Cabo as well. So looking forward to that. Welcome back, Roger Smith. How are we doing? Good, sir. Appreciate you having me on. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing you this week in Cabo. How many family reunions now have you actually qualified for, or do you happen to know that? It should be around my 14th. <laughs> really? Family reunion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I actually didn't know it was that many. So what, uh, what does family reunion mean to you? So with you being a senior here, what do you look forward to with family reunion typically each year? Uh, it's a time to reflect and hopefully a successful year, you know, we've had with Insure Mark. It's a, it, and it really is a family reunion. You get to, you get to follow up with uh, a lot of your uh, advisors that you've met and their families over the years and become really true friends with those. And they become, you know, part of you, maybe extended family. So it's a good, it's a good time to like, again, to uh, reflect and hopefully a successful year uh, to, you know, to catch up, have, you know, it's always good to chat with the other advisors and see what's you know, what they're doing, what their success stories are, some of the struggles they may be having. And you can, you know, it's a really good time to share ideas because that's, we do a lot of that, you know, with the advisors, you're not trying to hide anything that you're doing. You're really wanting to see them grow and be successful. So, so it's a good time to, um, you know, to recharge your batteries, get a little R&R and uh, you're always at a beautiful worldly location that Steve and InsureMark guys provide for. So, so it's a great time to, to get away a little bit and catch up. And uh, like I say, re-energize yourself, recharge your batteries. Looking forward to it and kicking off things. So actually, some of you listening may uh, recognize the voice back in episode five. Roger was on a little under a year ago, actually. So how time flies. So yeah. <laughs> with you on the show here, last year was actually a record-breaking year. It seemed to be on the annuity side for your practice. So any secrets to success or what was going well for you last year? We just, you know, at the beginning of the year, I just said, we're going to concentrate on, um, on our current book of business. That was our primary focus this year was to cultivate our clients we have. Because there's typically the clients you have, so open your best client, right? Sure. So we, so we went back to those and just tried to develop a little bit more conversation with them and just, and just say, Hey, we're here for you. We know it's, you know, it's, you know, it's tough times. The market is certainly having its hiccups. Just, you know, give them a peace of mind that, Hey, we're still here. And by doing that, we noticed that they would refer us to other customers or they may say, hey, you know what, we've got, you know, a little more business we want to talk to you about. And uh, so, and it just kind of kept us busy. And by doing that along what we normally do in our normal everyday practice, uh, you know, it's been successful for us this year. And I think last year you mentioned, um, at least on the episode, that you hired a couple of assistants and that was really a focus of probably the biggest investment you were making in y'all's business last year. So how, how has that begin to thrive. Now we're in 2022. What was probably your biggest investment uh, this year also as well? 
we didn't hire any other any other assistants. Uh, but but what we did, we made a uh, strategic effort to again to focus on our current customers and using those different those assistants. We had the ability again to make those uh, have those conversations come to fruition, and just just you know, and then a, a good work ethic that we used to uh, to uh, to make sure that we were again taking care of our customers, and uh, so we used the ability to have my help get free me up time to, you know, to really have those type of conversations with our our clients. And that's one thing too. So for the especially this year, it seems like as those that are listening to this episode are well aware of, there's a lot of challenges in our industry because it seems like the products and offerings that not just your agency offers, but others, um, it seems there's a, a huge need for it right now with customers. So what do you think, or how is your team handling some of the challenges with some of these carriers that are taking a little longer than normal standard time when it comes to processing business? What's something y'all's team is doing that may be helping that out with the customers and also with the carriers? Well, what we try to do is set expectations with the customer. Uh, I think everyone is acutely aware of the, uh, seem to be the lack of customer service here in America for various reasons. So we sort of set those expectations with the customer. Say, hey, listen, this may be a little slower than normal. There's a reason why. And also I've had that conversation with my staff to say, hey, let's be a little more patient with the companies and the transfers and so forth to, you know, get those that, you know, the money transferred or whatever the follow-up may be, any kind of paperwork or any kind of follow-ups or suitability type questions that the companies may need. So we sort of, I've set the expectations with my staff to say, hey, this is probably going to take a little bit longer. So there's no frustration around their end. And again, we've really had a, some, you know, serious conversations with their clients that, hey, this may take a little bit. And what we learned to do is just be transparent. And customers love being transparent. They understand the challenges that we have because they experience it every day in their life and their customer service world, what they're dealing with on a daily basis. It's not uncommon for us to have a customer call in and make a comment, hey, I stayed on the phone today for 45 minutes trying to get this done. So they're used to that as well. So, so we try to go along with that and say, hey, we may experience some of the same type of delays. And also, we'll also say something like, hey, the, uh, the companies are doing so well in a lot of their business. So some, a lot of the money is being moved over to the insurance companies and it's got them in, you know, kind of backlog. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. That means that customers are taking notice of the products we're offering and the companies that we're representing. And, you know, that uh, and they sort of feel good about that. At least we may try to make them feel good about that. Mm, and and could you maybe elaborate on the staffing? So I know you've, you've hired a couple of people over the last couple of years, but maybe a deeper dive into the operation side of your group now. So who exactly helps you in the office help generate the volume of business y'all do? Because those that maybe didn't listen to episode five, so population, you probably know the specific number. It was about 2,100 last time we recorded. What's the population now? That's about the same. We haven't grown a whole lot like the rest of the world. So we're kind of holding on. So about 2,100 and the volume of business y'all are doing. So what's on the operation side, your staff, how do people, how do you guys get y'all's name out there? What are they doing when customers actually walk in and how does it come to people wanting to do business with y'all's agency? Well, it's sort of a team effort. The entire staff, we, you know, we know what each other's strengths are and the, as someone comes in, they're seeing a lot of different uh, verbiage in our office as far as signage or advertisements, our marquee outside. Uh, again, since we're in a small town, a lot of word of mouth. So the clients sort of know what we do and what to expect. And then the, the, the staff has been trained. If there's a situation where a customer's coming in, he mentions the word he's retiring or he's about to turn 65 
or he's different things happening in their life, they know to, you know, to strike up that conversation with the customer, you know, say, hey, you might want to talk to Roger and this is what he does and so forth. So we kind of know each what each other's strengths are in the office. And we, again, we use a team effort and in, in those refer, internal referrals from, from internal inside our office seem to work really well. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned 65. So here in the next couple of weeks, you guys are going to be pretty busy because you got Medicare season coming up. How many prospects or clients do you think y'all's team usually handle each year for just Medicare season alone? We do several hundred, actually. We're talking to several hundred, either existing clients or hopefully future clients. We're doing, we're trying to do an annual review with each current customer on their Medicare. And we have something called annual enrollment periods coming up where it's a time to make a lot of changes, uh, the reevaluate the coverage they may have and so forth. What I've noticed over the years, this is kind of the way I've looked at it, that well, there's a couple of things that really keep seniors up at night or their biggest concerns. It's, and it's really their health or the health of their finances. So we have the unique ability in our industry to hopefully take care of both of those, those fears. We, as far as what we do with the Medicare, we can help them with their health care, which is, again, very important to them. But we also we are helping, hopefully help them with their fear of their uh, outliving their retirement, uh, you know, or protecting their, you know, their nest egg that they built over these years. Or, and a lot of seniors just want a legacy play. So we, we, we show them options how to leave that legacy to their family and the advantages of maybe doing something like that. So, so it's a natural marriage doing Medicare and the financial products we offer. And for your customers right now, so hundreds of them coming in, and you mentioned it earlier, but maybe kind of driving that one home a little bit more on, so how does your staff, how do y'all pivot that conversation from Medicare to Roger doing retirement planning? Is there anything specific? Is there a go-to, someone in your office that helps gauge that conversation as opposed to everything just being on Roger. So how does that work to where they come in for Medicare, but now all of a sudden they're possibly talking about their 401k with Roger? Well, absolutely. Because a lot of times the people coming in for Medicare, they, they maybe have recently retired. So the staff knows if they, if they mention that word, I'm retiring, I'm leaving work or those type of things, they know that's a natural transition to to have a conversation with me, hopefully, about their, they've got a 401k, they're getting IRAs, those type of things. And uh, so it's a natural transition for them to say, hey, Roger does a lot of retirement planning. You might want to have a conversation with him. And they'll say, you have a couple moments now, and they may, and we may have a quick chat to say, hey, this is what I do. Let's set some time later to get together. Or they may even schedule an appointment for them to come back, and they'll put it on my calendar that when they'll put a note on there, what it's, you know, about, so forth. So we'll, and it's, again, it's a it's just a system we use and there's trigger words or trigger points where our staff knows that, Hey, Hey, this is a possible conversation to have with Roger. Anything specific that they give them, or you say they look at things. Um, you mentioned the hallmarks certain things around the office. Is there anything like a quick little pamphlet or things that they leave the office knowing a little bit more about y'all's agency? We don't do a lot of that. I probably need to do more of that, but they're asking sort of open any questions and, you know, very, not trying to get a lot of detail. They're just saying, hey, something like, hey, Roger does this for a lot of customers. Uh, you might want to have a chat with him. And uh, he's gave a lot of people peace of mind. So they're not getting a lot of any kind of product specific. They're just getting in scenarios. Hey, you need to have a conversation with Roger. And that's all we really use our marketing for. And we do marquee, we do billboards. We do radio advertising. All I'm looking for is a simple conversation starter and uh, trying to get a lot of details and uh, those type of things. Just be able to start that conversation with the customer. 
Well, as of today, so 2022, is business different than it was going into 2020 in your uh, in your eyes, in your little area? Well, as far as the way we use our practice, we haven't done a lot of different. We Our work ethic and the way we do things consistently and so forth, we try to keep the same focus on, hey, providing the excellent customer service, you know, consistency to be there for our customer. And probably what we probably noticed, if, if there's anything different, is this um, we don't have near as much walk-in traffic as we probably had in the past. And because of the, you know, the pandemic and people are a little more reluctant to still get out a little bit. So we're, but we're starting to see that come back, a lot more people coming back and, um, uh, but not a lot of difference to be honest with you. Again, we've tried to stay focused on, Hey, let's take care of that customer, whatever it does. That's our number one primary focus, take care of that customer because at the end of the day, they own our business. And if, uh, we've, we've just continued that focus and putting that customer first. And one thing that always stuck out to me, cause I, Still to this day, I haven't had anybody, and I mean, I'm sure whoever's listening to this maybe would say I, I do this too, but you actually have someone in your office instead of them dialing an 800 number, like that's their specific job, right? You don't let these customers just go out on an island and call people. So when you really talk about all the way A to Z for your customers, aren't you guys calling carrier partners, calling these different places instead of the client dealing with maybe not even just insurance, but, uh, or not a uh, retirement planning, but for some other aspects for the property and casualty side of y'all's business, they call you guys instead, right? Or they don't even Absol- call. Absolutely. There's several things that we do. that's maybe a little bit unique to industry. We don't have a call attendant. In other words, if you call the office, you're going to get a live person. You're always going to get a live person, hopefully normal business hours. That is taboo. My office is give somebody 800 number. Absolutely refuse to do that unless it's absolutely a situation where they feel like they have to do or we can't, you know, it's got to be done. But very rarely does somebody in their office get an 800 number. We instruct them to call us and let us do the behind the scenes work or the whole times, the frustrating part, those type of things. Let us do that for the customer. And the customers love that. They love that, um, that level of service. And I think that's something we sort of a society, in my opinion, is steer away from. And I think that's one of the reasons why we continue to grow in our little small area is we provide that great customer service. People lean on us to take care of them. And that's what we want to do. That's what they hire us to do. When they pay us a premium or invest their money or so forth, they are hiring us to take care of them. And that's, that's our job. And by me giving them an 800 number to me, feels like I'm letting them down. And so we want to do that. We want to be there for them. And, and it seems to work for us. Well, not, not just providing them that level of service, but I mean, there is full transparency too, for your knowledge. So you're very diverse with your product portfolio and your practice and a lot of different solutions for your customers. It seems like on the fly based on their situation. I mean, you're one of the few advisors I work with that knows every single product that seems like that's out there and uh, when it's a good fit. So how does Roger actually funnel it down to figure out what is probably the best fit for a customer when it comes to product? Well, again, that's having a great conversation with your client. You, you figure out their needs, their wants, their desires, their, their fears, and so forth. And that's, and then we determine what's, what we think is best for the client after having that conversation with them, not what we want to sell them. We want to provide a solution for their needs. That's my number one goal is provide a solution for their need. And by, by discovering their need, we'll hopefully be able to provide that solution. And, you know, different products meet different needs for their, or solutions. They may have a legacy only type situation. They may have an accumulation only need, or, you know, may, they may have an income need. 
So we, again, having that conversation with that customer, we can, you know, narrow that down to what particular product we want to use and try not to marry one product. I've been guilty of that in the past of getting one kind of a one catch-all type product. But as they evolved over the year, that, that versus it's, it's good for that customer. And it's not every product's best for everyone. So, and that, and as we, as a producer responsibility is provide what's best for our client, not, not what's best for Roger Smith agency. So, uh, so just again, just having that in-depth conversation with that customer. And then again, knowing your product, knowing what it does and what it won't do, what it can do and will do, knowing it's hopefully renewal integrity, as I'll call it, what they've done in the past. So, uh, and using all those factors is uh, in developing that, that uh, solution, back to that solution for that customer. And then again, being very transparent with the customer. Say, hey, letting them know that there are different products out here. This is why we use this particular product based on what your, what your needs or wants or desires are. And again, just being very upfront with the customer. I love that. And once again, I am looking forward to this week, especially we have a lot of new faces that are going to be joining us for the family reunion out here in Cabo. You as a Hall of Fame member. So I believe uh, you guys will be meeting with a lot of the newer advisors on our first night here. So I'm sure they'll have, if they have a chance to listen to the episode, um, they'll be able to reach out to you at the event. I, one question though, how, so how much time do you actually spend a week going through like product stuff? I've always just wanted to know. It's consistent, consistent training, downtime. You're reviewing a product, you're reviewing strategies. I love picking up different strategies from other advisors. That's one of the nice things about family reunion. And you pick up different strategies. You say, I never thought that product could be used as this strategy. So I've done a webinar. I mean, I mean, excuse me, I spoke to several group of advisors several years ago. And the gist of my PowerPoint at that time presentation was knowledge is power. And you really need to know your product. So it behooves me to present a product that you don't know really know what it'll do. So, because uh, that's only going to get you in trouble. So I think you're, if you're sitting still, you're losing. And I think it's always to, to consistently look at products are changing every day. And you see it, Jeremy, we see yeah. it. We see, we see participation rates, you know, change, interest rates are changing, you know, product design is changing. So, so it only behooves us to stay on top of those changes. So if, you know, a, a good product or a good change comes along, does a couple things for me. I'm going to study it and learn it, but it's also getting me excited about talking to my client about that particular, you know, this particular um, product or what it does or what it should do or can do and so forth. So it gets me excited talking to customers say, Hey, I've got a brand new mousetrap. Let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. And it, like I say, it energizes me to, to plus when you're having that conversation with that customer, if you're comfortable, what you're talking about, and you're comfortable about the product you're presenting, the customer's going to see that. Hey, sure. He's, he's comfortable. He's not trying to sell me something. He's trying to provide me, again, a solution for the need I have. And I think the more and more we know our product, the more and more comfortable we're going to be with that customer. And it's also going to help us do the right thing. Guess what? We're going to present the right product for the right need to the customer. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Is there anything we have not discussed or words of wisdom you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap up here? You know, I thought about that, and I think with us, when you go to McDonald's, whether you go to McDonald's or not, if you ever go to McDonald's, no matter where you go to McDonald's, you're going to get the same consistency, right? And uh, so that's what we try to do in our office is be consistent. We stay consistent. We don't don't try to veer off. We're consistent. We're there providing great customer service. And, um, and, 
and by being transparent with that customer and getting to know your customer. And, uh, and to me, that, that level of consistency, again, if you call our office, you're going to get a live person. If you call on Tuesday afternoon at three o'clock, somebody's going to answer. And just providing that level of consistency, knowing we're there, knowing we're knowledgeable, we're there to work for you. To me, that's, that's the secret sauce in what we do and just working hard and staying busy and take care of that customer. So thank you, Roger, for joining us. And also thank you to the listener for checking out this week's episode. Make sure to click the subscribe button on your favorite listening device so you do not miss any future episodes. And feel free to check out previous episodes at www.advisormentorship.com. Also follow us on LinkedIn and Truth Social at Jeremy Hauser so you can catch the industry updates and videos of our episodes. And remember, last but not least, in a world full of betas, be an alpha. Thank you for listening to the InsureMark Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Vice President Jeremy Hauser. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and connect with Jeremy on LinkedIn to stay up to date. If you would like to request our introduction kit, feel free to check out www.advisormentorship.com and click on learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of InsureMark. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. Thank you for listening to the InsureMark, the advisor mentorship podcast with InsureMark Vice President, Jeremy Hauser.